evening, y'all. Welcome to Cross Baltic on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Pastor Toby, Chalk Knox, and um, the Water Boy. Make sure, get your church signed up for our conference October 6th through the 8th. Really excited about that. October 6th through the 8th. In yeah. Knoxville. In Knoxville. Yes. Go to FLF Network. And just so you know, we have beer and psalms on Thursday night, but it's a family get-together. Right. We have kids' treats. We have kids' drinks. We have other drinks for our Baptist brethren who don't, you know, who don't drink the good stuff. I mean, don't drink uh, beer. And uh, and then we'll have jumpy castles and all that stuff. So that's how we kick off the conference. Just a lot of fun and fellowship, beer it's and party. songs. It's, it's a party. It's a it's feast. A party. Yeah. We start with the feasting. Yeah. And speaking of feasting, we have a Fight, Laugh, Feast magazine. Did you know about that? It's a quarterly issue that packs a punch like a 21-year Balvini, no ice. Again, you don't need to drink a Balvini to be able to get our magazine. Yeah. <laughs> you can drink the kids' drinks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We don't water down our scotch or our kids' drinks. Or our Dr. Pepper. Why would we water down our theology? Order a yearly subscription for yourself and then send a couple yearly subscriptions to your friends or your frenemies who have been drinking lukewarm evangelical Kool-Aid. Every quarter we promise quality food for the soul, wine for the heart, and some Red Bull for turning over tables. Mm -hmm. Our magazine includes cultural commentary, a psalm of the quarter, recipes for feasting, laughter sprinkled throughout all the glossy pages, and more. The next issue is on the grace of theonomy. Oh, yes. yes. I love uh, it already. Grace yes. of Theonomy. That's right. Uh, you don't want to miss it. So sign up today at flfnetwork.com. Click on the shop and find that magazine and subscribe today. Buzz Lightyear. Oh. Uh, you know, he has his own. They, they sliced out his own uh, movie. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah. A B-roll character came he into an A-roll character. He was great in Toy Story. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. One of your favorite characters. This past weekend was opening weekend for Buzz Lightyear, and um, included in the movie was the first kind of lesbian kiss. Okay. Oh, the and first ever? In, well, no, but in, for, in a for kids, Pixar. For a kids movie. For, for Pixar, for kids Pixar. movie. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a lot of the headlines you're reading is that they didn't make the revenue, hit the revenue projections that they thought they were going to hit. They, they estimated themselves that they'd hit $75 million in revenue projections, and they got $51 million. And as a point of reference, it wasn't good. Yeah. It really legitimately wasn't good. A lot less than they were shooting for. As a point of reference, uh, Cars 3 did $53 million opening weekend in 2017, but that was that was a long time ago. Movie tickets have gone up, all that stuff. So, but it's, it's still not like that bad. It's, I mean... Shoot! If I released a movie that made fifty-one million dollars, <laughs> well, and we we would be happy. I mean, everybody knows because of Toy Story that we were excited about Buzz, buzz. Lightyear. There's buzz a lot Lightyear. of build up to it, and the, yeah. the, a lot of buzz, a, a lot of buzz over Buzz. Mm. But we also knew Please way don't. ahead of time, so we knew that Buzz Lightyear was going to have his own movie, and then they had cut the kiss. So they had it originally in there, and they were like, oh, let's cut it. Yeah. But then they decided to put it back in. Oh. So we had a lead-up time to this. Well, they only put it back in for select countries. Oh. Like, right. There's a like, bunch of countries true. where they that's actually true. still have the kiss cut from is, it. Is the kiss in China? But because yeah, but because there's an opportunity to groom America, they're like, we, right. can, keep it, we can keep it in America. Well, right. I, I, all, everybody has been, every article that I've seen is like, yeah, see, that's what you get. You start going. Yeah, Daily Wire, everyone's every, excited. All the conservatives are excited that they're losing money. But I think that they've missed the point. These people are invested so deeply inside of this ideology and worldview that if they only made ten million on it, they should they they, they were going to do it. Yeah, and they would have and, and they won and they won and they would have won because yeah. their job has always been to mm -hmm. get it in your face and to jam you up. That's right. So guys, we've talked about this a lot on the show, and it, this is a good time to bring this up again. But we talked about the book After the Ball by Kirk and Matson, yeah. and this book has been something that we've gotten from Vody talking about desensitizing, jamming, and conversion. The stages of grooming, by the, the way. The, 
by, but and, and, but grooming is one of those inescapable things. Education is a form of grooming. The pr- discipleship. Question, yeah, but the yeah. question is, what are you grooming them to and towards? Right. What are you, right? being, what, what are you being discipled in? So right. I, I I get what they're trying to do. But after the ball lays out, they had a problem. They had a problem with people rejecting homosexuality and because of the AIDS epidemic. And so what they decided to do, these two guys, was write a book on how to get past America's hate for homosexuals. And and this person, who is this? What Nature Intended, Dodd Weebly. Thank you for putting this together because the book is like 200 bucks if you're trying to find the book. Uh, on Amazon, I saw it for 400 but these, yeah. I want to go through these, like there's 60 different quotations that he pulls out from the book. And it's, it's, a, it's phenomenal to think how much we've been groomed and haven't even noticed it. One of the things that they talk about here is that they need to make homosexual may, need to make the homosexual agenda. Uh, it can, they said this: a homosexual agenda can succeed by conversion of the average American's emotions, mind, and will through a planned psychological attack in the form of propaganda to the nation via media. Mm-hmm. They are not they. Throw it in the films. Just throw it in there. Propaganda relies more upon emotional manipulation than upon logic. Right. It senses its, glo- its, its goal and its senses to bring about public change. Right. I, I was. This is where they put, you know, in movies, it's fun. It's happy. Yep. It's Buzz Lightyear. The music is is yep. playing in the background, and it's like, what's wrong with cartoon characters and, and kissing? Even, and even though mentally you're, you're thinking to yourself, I don't agree with that. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. They know. They're winning. Yeah. $51 million was spent That's on that right. opening weekend. That's right. Uh, grooming and discipling And American. there's more millions coming. And those, and those, you know, the parents that are like, well, I don't think it affected. I don't think that my kid noticed. Yeah. And, and, and you think about it. Part of it is like, the, it, to your point, this was a success. Yeah. $51 million opening weekend for a movie that they knew would not be accepted by the conservative right. But even if it wasn't Very well. $51 million, yeah. they got it in there. Yeah. yeah. That's right. You said it, Wait until next year. You said this before the show when we were talking about this. They queered Toy Story. They, they queered it, and that's all they needed to do. That's all they needed to do. Yeah. The homosexual agenda can succeed by desensitization achieved by lowering the, insen- the intensity of anti-gay emotional reactions to a level of sheer indifference. Okay, now i got to stop you here because here's the thing. So what they're talking about is the natural repugnance. That's right. The natural, um, you know, uh, uh, Tabidi, yeah, a few few years ago had an article in which he wrote, actually, I think on his blog on the Gospel Coalition, that homosexuality is just disgusting. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. The act, right. Act of sodomy is just disgusting. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he got a blowback. I don't know if you'd write that article today. Well, not because yeah. he's tied together with that movement. They're all tied together but, now. But it, I, okay. But here's the thing. You got that ad. Um, this is going on right now in uh, on on the oh. YouTubes and on, on right now. And what what should be utterly repugnant? Yeah. Is just is just going. Yeah. What are you eating this pride? Well, if you're a top, it seems like you can eat whatever you want. But if you're a bottom, you're expected to starve? Not this pride. Introducing the bottom-friendly menu from Postmates. We teamed up with Dr. Evan Goldstein from Bespoke Surgical to bring you a menu of bottom-friendly foods backed by science. Insoluble fiber won't help you feel cute, so avoid things like whole grains, wheat bran, cauliflower, potatoes, legumes. Hold up. Are you just fully diving into those beans? The problem with these foods is they don't dissolve in water, which could cause a traffic jam in your digestive system, making a mess of your evening. 
Speaking of messy, it's a good idea to avoid dairy. I cannot handle lactose right now. Look at it. If you're going to eat something insoluble, give your body about 24 hours to process all of it. Eat me. Soluble fibers and protein are the key to having some good, clean fun. These all digest easily and slowly while feeding your good gut bacteria, which makes sushi a great bottom-friendly option. There's no right or wrong way to bottom, but if you're planning on getting peachy this Pride, the bottom-friendly menu on Postmates has the kinds of foods that could keep you feeling good. I'm, I'm sorry that you had to watch that whole video. Oh, my goodness. The thing here that struck me about that video was I think five years ago that video would have been shut down. Yeah. But what happened, but what's going on is we're being desensitized. We're being right. groomed right now as a culture. Right. So, and here we are five years later where this video's not getting any blowback. I mean, I'm just like, I mean, I don't want to over, like, overstate, overshare, but like, so this is a video. Yeah. I'm um, advertising food for those who want to engage in sodomy. And that's, and it's just, and it's, it's veggie tales for sodomites. Yep, that's right. It's happy. It's bouncy. There's sound effects. Yep. Again, they're playing more to emotions than facts. Yep. But what they're doing is, is they, it's, it's an illustration of the point you just read, Knox, yep. which is that uh, they've so desensitized mm -hmm. the American people. I mean, think about this. We, 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 could not, we couldn't get a pro-life ad. Right. That's right. I mean, when's the last time you yeah. saw a pro-life ad on, on? Well, wasn't there a big controversy with Tim Tebow running a pro-life ad at, in Super Bowl no, a couple it, years it's ago? It's like years everybody's ago? like up in arms, yeah. uh -huh. screaming, freaking out. This happens. Yeah. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of kind of yucky. It's not really my thing. But June is going to get worse. Lust, lust grow, and yeah. every June right. Pride Month the, is going the, to grow and those, get worse. Some of those vegetables were dressed up as, as, as like... BDSM. Yeah, like bondage Leather bondage stuff, stuff yeah. Like, a, you know, but, sadomasochistic yeah. stuff. Okay, so I want to keep going this. We're going to have to do some of this in the backstage because this is 60. We only got through like three. Okay, yeah. or two. Okay. I think okay. it's going to be and like so, this every single... So heterosexuality or heterosexuals are like Aryans and people who are against homosexual behavior are Nazis and Klansmen. Oh, yeah. Right. That's so, how they're portrayed. So, you, so you've got association with happy things, emotions. That's right. And then associations with... Negative. Yeah, things. KKK yeah. and racism. Homosexual yeah. persecution is identical to Jewish per, Jewish persecution. Oh, yeah. yeah. Homosexual persecution black, is identical to racial yeah, yeah, persecution yeah. to blacks, Asians, and Hispanics. Gay is the new black. American opposition is based solely on prejudice, outdated, and hype, hypercritical Victorian morals. Yeah, right. And that's how we've talked yeah. like about yeah. it as well. Right. All homosexual suicides are based entirely on social rejection. Wow. All, oh, we got that. Right. Because, right, I mean, that's the, that's, the, that's the rhetoric. The rhetoric is, is if you say no to these people, you're basically condemning them to death. That's right. I mean, that's it, right. it's a safety thing. Remember, remember the, the Fox the, ad? The, uh, the mom, the the mom, mom said, I'd rather have a live son than a dead daughter. That's right. right. That's right. Right. That's it's, wow. but it, it's just yeah. they, they've they've succeeded in that point. On pages sixty four to sixty seven, all sexual morality should be abolished. You know, all, um, well, remember when we had all sexual morality? All sexual morality should be abolished, and that the reason that it has to be abolished is because they have to say you can do whatever you want, which yeah. means the the silent P in the plus Pedi and pedophile, pedophile yeah, yeah. is coming. This book was written in uh, 1989. So I can't I can't stop mm. thinking about the time we had Jonathan Lehman on the show. Right. Yeah, right. And we asked him, what do you do with someone who has a violation of Leviticus 18? Because there's a lot of violations, but particularly yeah. the one who has sex with, with uh, dead animals. people or animals. Or animals. Right. Yeah. And, and he 
flipped out. Like I, I said, I, I never thought I, of that. I've before. never thought of that before. And by the way, Jonathan Lehman is one of the leaders of Nine Marks Ministry. Right, right. And he had not thought about it. And 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 probably one of the leading reformed evangelicals who's actually trying to apply the Bible to um, the public square. Yeah, exactly. That's the I mean, exact I mean like that. in many respects, there'd yeah. be like tons of overlap. And yeah. at the same time you say, and you've never thought about this. Um, How do you not think about it when inside Leviticus 18 is dealing yeah. with the sin of homosexuality? Right. And, and the thing that people have to understand is that exactly lust has no breaks. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why when you read through Leviticus and you read through these laws, I mean, you, it, it starts with fornication and adultery, but it never stops there. It goes into homosexuality. It goes into bestiality. Yeah. And of course it includes pedophilia. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can't, right can't before not. we get on here, you told me I had to look up something that I, I, I think oh. North American man, boy, love association. Yeah. So because the reason I told you to look for that is because they said that groups on the furthest margins of acceptability in a M B L a NAMBLA uh, me, must play no part at all in the media's campaign. Right. So right. they know this group is a part of them, yeah. but they know they can't lead with They're this a group. little fringe right now. That yeah. group comes in later. Yeah. They actually talk about groups like that yeah. coming in later. We were talking to our friend Bill Garraway just before the show. He's sitting in the studio with us right now. And he said down in San Francisco, NAMBLA is the lead, yep. the lead um, float in the pride parade in San Francisco. The parade is some Cadillac with the mayor in it. The okay. mayor of San Francisco. The mayor of San Francisco. Right behind and the NAMBLA is right behind them. Like a big giant sign, NAMBLA. Na wow. No, yeah, and, and they've been doing it for years. They've been doing it since. Oh. I mean, if you're, if you, <laughs> and now they have drag queens and story hours. Yeah. I yeah. mean, the whole thing is about grooming. Yeah. The whole thing is wow. about breaking down all of your natural inhibitions yep. and to say, no, this is fine to have the, the, the kiss in yeah. toy story or whatever it is. Buzz Lightyear. Um, if you don't think this is a play for your kids, it's just cartoon characters. No, 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 they, you might not be Presbyterian, but they are. Yeah. You may Thank not be you. covenantal, but they are. Yep, They're right. coming for your kids. You say, we don't know what our kids are up to. We yep. don't know what well, they believe. But these people are coming for your kids. Well, Pastor, it's not just for the kids. They have come for you. Yeah. They have broken you down so that you don't even have mm -hmm. a reaction against right. this. It's in Pixar now. Right. And so like, we, we, keep, like, and it's, we, keep, we keep on thinking that, oh, they are over there. No, they want the whole kid and caboodle. One of the I was on the show this past week or this week, and they were asking me, "Do you think that we could win back a particular day?" We were talking about Juneteenth, yeah. And and they said, "Do you think that we can actually win back Juneteenth from the social justice movement?" And my response was, "Are you have you noticed that the left never asked the question right. if right. they're going to win the yeah. day? If they assume that that's yeah. what they're yeah, going to do, right. and they this, set this up a plan right. for yeah. it. How are we going to win? How are we going to win it? And right. we forget every time that we serve right. the God who brings people back from the dead. That's right. We serve Jesus Christ, and we don't have a plan for what it looks like to to take this ground for His name and for His sake. Right. And they're fighting against reality, and we have reality on our that's side, right. Right. and we don't have a plan. Right. Well, preach the gospel. Right. Love your wife. Raise mm -hmm. your kids. Baptize them. That's the plan Amen. get to work Amen. all right we're gonna have more cross politics coming up next we ain't done uh we i think we need to go through this on the backstage okay we only got through like six or seven we'll yeah, go through I, have, I have more to say too I, I didn't get it all out well i didn't either more cross politics coming up next armored republic exists to honor christ the king by providing tools of liberty to free men new york state just banned body armor Armored Republic is suing the state of New York in federal court to resist their arrogant war against your God-given rights. Mass shootings are tragic acts of evil that are best resisted by armed citizens and brave watchmen ready to fight back. 
The main violent threat to human life is not individual criminals, it is tyranny. This is Armored Republic. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Welcome back to Cross Politic on the one and only Fight Laugh Feast Network. Stop sending your hard-earned money to companies that hate you. Facts. It's time to build a Christian economy. Bobo Construction Inc. is literally doing just that. Building Christian economy. For all your construction needs, partner with Bobo Construction Inc. today for any project in California, Nevada, Washington, or Idaho. Contact Austin Bobo at A, Bobo, B-O-B-O at BoboConstructionInc.com or visit the website bubbleconstructioninc.com, whatever's fair and right, that's what we do, Bubble Construction. Oh, I like that. Inc. Yesterday, we reported on a number of Supreme Court cases that are going to come down the pipeline. Yeah. Right? Uh, and one and of them broke today, today. One of them broke today. Not the still, one I was expecting. Still not Dobbs. Yeah. No. You know, still not Dobbs, even though the leaked stuff is out there. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled today, 6-3, to three, um, Tuesday, that Maine's tuition assistance program violated the First Amendment. Mm. violated the free exercise for excluding religious schools from eligibility in their tuition program. So right. Maine, what happened is in Maine, they have these, you know, their public school system, but their public school system can't reach everybody because they got a lot of rural areas in Maine. And so what they um, were allowing, where they're allowing um, private schools to participate, but not religious schools. Right. Uh, and so the parents could opt to have their taxpayer dollars because there's no public school in the region servicing them to go to a, a, right. a private school. Of their choice. Of their choice, but not religious schools. But the Supreme Court ruled that this was uh, prohibiting, uh, violating um, First Amendment rights yeah. for, for institutions. Um, and here's what Robert said, because he, he was actually on the side of the conservative justices on this one. Wow. For whatever reason. <laughs> Amazing. He said, regardless of how the benefit and restriction are described in the program, the program operates to identify and exclude otherwise eligible schools on the basis of their religious exercise. Right. So the program specifically said religious schools can't participate in this, which is in Roberts and the Supreme Court's view, no. restricting religious schools. Right. Now, I'm torn on this one. Uh, because the, the, you know the, the constant temptation that we've talked about so much here on the show is like once you start getting that access to that government dollars, I you know yeah. I think we're trying to figure out how do you break the, the the embargo, the public school embargo, right? And if there's a way to kind of free make parents feel free to go to different schools, we're kind of for that a little bit. But uh -huh. but once Christian schools start participating in that program, then they started getting addicted to the cheese, yeah. taking the king's coin. You become yep. the king's man. Well, and to be fair to the school, the schools in question, Bangor Christian School and Temple Academy, are uncertain at this point whether they would actually accept public funds according to the court filing. So this isn't the school necessarily who's arguing this for the parent. public fund. This right. is a, I think it was a parent that yeah. went after it. Yeah. The, yeah. the parent went after it and said, why can't? So the schools are disqualified. They didn't really yeah. care because they weren't going after yeah. it, but the parents I were. mean, and here's, I mean, I, so I've got really mixed feelings. Um, I mean, our friends at ADF were supportive of this. They, yeah. they participated, uh, I think mm -hmm. filed a, uh, like a, what is it called? Like a friend of, 
Amicus brief. Amicus brief, friend of yeah. the court. Um, uh, and so they were, they were part of it. And I, and I think I see um, the argument being that of, I do think that um, it is a breach of the First Amendment um, for the state to say, basically, um, we can do one thing with these funds, but not another, just based on your religion. So I go to one school, but not this so, school. So that I, school, not this yeah, school. So yep. I, I do think yep. on the merits, I agree. Yep. And I'm thankful. And I think it was a, a Good, the right decision, right decision. decision on the merits, yeah. The, uh-huh. But you're absolutely right. The thing that I think everybody's got to be, you know, jumping up and down on and really, really nervous about is the fact that everything the government gets their hooks into. Yeah. I mean, so if you take this money in yeah. Maine, for example, yeah. and next year the seventh booster shot comes out. That's right. Or the eighth booster shot because yeah. of whatever, COVID-15 or the yeah. next one. Yeah. Okay. Monkeypox. Yeah, whatever. Monkeypox. Um, do, do does that Christian school that takes that money got to require vaccines? Or do they have to follow the CDC yeah. regulations? Um, you know, what about the curriculum guides? What mm-hmm. about, you know, we just talked about yeah. um, the, the you know, Pride Month, LGBT um, stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much of that comes with the yeah. money? It's funny you say that because the school that was that these schools who are we just talked about Bangor Christian School, yeah. Bangor and uh, Temple Academy, they don't hire teachers or admit students who are transgender. Yeah. <laughs> Neither yeah. one of them do. Yeah. Or so, so they have or, real or, Christian or, or convictions. Or lesbian yeah. teachers. They so have they, real Christian convictions. So, yeah. you know, that's already there. So the question is like, what makes you move in that position? What is the thing that, that moves right. you in that position? And it's when money. you build your whole system off I mean, of yeah. government and influence. This is, this is why New St. Andrews College, for example, doesn't take any yeah. government money. Yeah. That's right. yeah. it just, it's just a standard um, operating procedure from jump. The founders of the college, I think, were just really wise and yeah. said, no government money. So if the, if the parents say, okay, fair enough, we get that. We'll take the government money and pay for it with our kids yeah. because that's technically the same our charge money would be anyway. to the parents. I, too. Yeah, I have, yeah, that would actually be a protection because yeah. um, and and but I don't. I doubt. I wonder if the government's going to let them do that. I don't think the government's let them do that. As I understood yeah, in Maine, that this school. was a parent-directed program saying... But who sends the check? Yeah, yeah, I think... If the check comes back to the private individual, I actually would... I think we need to break the embargo. We need, yeah. to, we need to break the monopoly. And so I do see this as potentially doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful well, for that, but I'm nervous. And this goes to conservatives. I just don't have the confidence for them to handle some of this play that we're talking what about. What are you talking about, Gabe? You know, well, right, I, I, Republicans are so trustworthy. Well, so Ron DeSantis in Florida right now ah. is trying to fix some of the um, emergency shutdown yeah. problems that yeah. happen in Florida. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You remember, uh, was it Rodney Howard Brown Rodney got arrested Howard in Brown. Florida oh, for yeah. doing church, right? Yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that was under DeSantis' emergency shutdown order right yeah and so they're trying to fix some of the problems that the emergency order caused right and and so ron desantis (laughs) uh, the legislator actually passed it and so now it's going before ron desantis right now where they're trying to correct the emergency order um uh, where it prohibited religious services or activities yeah okay good 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 yeah Yeah. first amendment good right right well read on and and it says that the, the bill says um uh however a general provision in the emergency order, which applies uniformly to all entities in the affected jurisdiction, may be applied to a religious institution if the provision is in furtherance of compelling of a compelling governmental interest and is in the least restrictive means of furthering that compelling governmental interest. So the guy who wrote the bill says this about it about that sentence yeah. he says this he says it would basically say if public publics is open you know the rest of the, the safeway public store for those it, of you so who are not from is the South. so is your place of worship oh that's what he said and he said what <laughs> it doesn't seek to do is what we've seen in some other states including florida where churches synagogues and mosques were singled out for congregated activity so 
in other in states, including Florida. Yeah. Right? Including Florida. They shut down churches and said, but Publix has to be open. It's an essential service. Right. That well, happened in Idaho, too. Because you need food to live. Yeah. But and you so, don't need Jesus. So now Ron DeSantis is like, a conservative's like, I'll fix this bill. <laughs> yeah. I'll fix it. We'll say churches are Publix. <laughs> churches are yeah. Safeway. Yeah. It's like, churches is like, no, no churches. And there, isn't there like a First Amendment clause already? You know, First Amendment. Well, that, you I, know, that already says you can't. Congress shall make no law. <laughs> I mean, well, this isn't Congress. I mean, what is he fixing? No, the, well, it was the Seventeenth Amendment um, uh, uh, um, applied the First Amendment um, to, the, to states. To states. So I think it's Seventeenth. You know, it, it, one of the things is that you can look at the Republicans or the conservatives and say they have no idea what the church is. Like they don't see the yeah. church any different than a Publix yeah. at the end of the day. This is what we deserve. And, and, well, yeah, and so yeah, what he just basically said is that the manager and the, or the owner of Publix is no different than your God, pastor, than your pastor. Your pastor. Well, no, no, yeah, God, yeah, right, sure. He you, he's reduced. Oh, he's reduced God. Yeah. To, to no different yeah. than a Stop Publix it. manager, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because your God tells you don't forsake the fellowship of the brethren. Yeah, yeah. your Publix manager says. <laughs> Hey, guess what? <laughs> Bananas are on sale. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so he's basically said, we're, we're yeah. going to treat those two things yeah. the same. But mm. one is over the other, uh, and yeah. the government can't see that. I don't care how good they're trying uh, to be. Yeah. And so sir, this, these are why certain things are pre-political. Yeah. He should have never. Well, he, if he should have passed a bill or wrote a bill, whatever it was going to be, it should have been something like, we don't have any authority. No, it should have over been. We screwed up. We'll never do this again. That's what it should have been. Well, since Jesus is Lord, <laughs> right. we have no jurisdiction over the church. Over the church, yeah. right, exactly. There, yeah. we, the implication: we don't have those type of authorities. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, the, the language, even of, I know they're trying to be really restrictive in terms, and but the, even the language of compelling governmental interest, right? Mm -hmm. I just don't trust. Mm -hmm. Well, I just don't yeah. trust. Yeah, and um, you know, I think I've referenced this before, but in the. Um, in the Spanish flu, uh, 19, was that 19? 19, 19, 19, 19, 19, 19. Bill was there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bill's like, yeah, yeah. I was there, I remember yep. that. Nope, that was the uh, right date. <laughs> um, in, I think it was in Washington, D.C., when the churches did shut down there for a little bit. Um, the records are that the government of Washington, D.C. wrote a letter to the pastors and asked them if they would shut down for a time. Now, the, the Spanish flu was literally um, was was striking at the young people, children, and the mortality rate really was like intense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a request because the leaders of Washington D.C. knew at that time, unlike unlike Mayor Bowser today, yeah, um, that they didn't have authority over the churches. Yeah, so it was a, they, it was they, a hey, please uh, maybe was, help us was, out it here. Was a, it was one government to another. Yeah. With well, respect. Yeah. And that's the thing. We don't recognize those as that's, real governments. Yeah, that's crazy. So the problem, again, is a theological problem. You know, one thing that we, we miss every time we're talking about some sense of uh, laws, legislation, government, we are not talking about something outside of the realm of theology. We are talking about... It's all theology. It's, it's all theology. It's all it, theology. It is, who is God? What is man? And what is man's responsibility to each other in light mm -hmm. of what God has mm -hmm. done in mm -hmm. creation? Mm -hmm. When we miss that... All we're doing is playing around with who is God and what what's yeah. the standard between the two. At this yeah. point, it's just the government saying we're the ones who give you. The, the, it's the same mm -hmm. thing with the Fourth of July and and the kind of Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. It's the government being able to say you can have this holiday and this is how you celebrate this holiday. Right. 
no. With an Afro pick? Right. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Did you see Don't that, Don't even Knox? get me started. Talk about mi- I, t- I, I was actually s- hoping to get you started. Let me tell you something. I was just hoping. Let me, I only got a is little that, bit Is that how we celebrate June 10th? Let me tell you something. Our forefathers, who were the ones who were enslaved, that got the news late, two years late, yeah. and they had Union soldiers come in and tell them, guess what? You're free. They would look at this new crop and smack the skin. Uh-oh. <laughs> they would smack them so hard so that they would disconnect them from the the, the line that they were in covenantally. <laughs> because they have missed out on the beauty of what the Declaration of Independence actually comes to fruition yeah, right. inside of. Right. Oh, it grows up and now uh-huh. we hear the news. We're yeah. free like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. And you miss that and put an Afro pickup? Yeah. Are you serious? But this is drag. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, that's what this is. It's queer. It's a, It's all queered. It's and they're they're, they're queering mm-hmm. uh, the the emancipation of yeah, of slaves. The celebration of Juneteenth. Uh, even. They're, they're, yeah, you know, that's yeah. what I mean. Like, yeah. They're they're queering yeah. it all, which is it's, which is destroying it all. It's yeah. in the same way that a man dressing up like a woman mm-hmm. is a complete mockery of womanhood. Yeah, it's the same thing. The, yeah. the, to, you know, you say you want to honor um, the heritage. Of, right. of black folk, yeah, who yeah. Um, who who are now being recognized as made in the image of God, right, with and, an Afro and, pick, and here is, I mean, that's like, I mean, that, it's drag, yeah, that's what it is, it, you know, it, the, I mean, this is blackface, and it's amazing because what people are missing, especially about Juneteenth, Juneteenth is not a holiday that is. Uh, a black holiday it is an American mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. This is something beauty, yeah. beautiful about America. I said the last see, slaves were set so free. So whatever our uh, yeah. situation on the the Civil War is, you have Union soldiers coming in mm-hmm. who have died for these people right. to have their freedom, right? Yeah. And you have chains that are being broken because right. of them giving their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a unifying moment between black and white people. This is mm-hmm. our holiday. This yeah. is our event. And what we need to do is throw a way better party than everybody on the left and show what real unity looks like yeah. the first thing those slaves did was praise god for their freedom yeah, yeah but we need to make better stories we need to make better movies wow because right a- now after the ball yeah is, is they're, they're telling better stories well, we don't think that we have the future but the future belongs to us that's right that's right you know, amen. not chris evans amen oh. heard that chris if you're single get married if you're married have kids and if you have kids go baptize them until tomorrow love god with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast and if you are a fight laugh feast club member you can uh here we go join I, us I, with some I got, more. I, here got, we go. I got another thing mm, another after the thing. ball begins right. now so cross um the season of Augustine and the season of Cassiodorus were very different moments in a crucial transformation that occurred in the history of the Western liberal arts. All right, so just stay like this. How, how am I doing here? So, yeah, you don't like you don't like this, huh? What does a Christian education look like when non-Christians are the ones who control the institutions of learning? This is a question that confronted Bishop Augustine of Hippo in North Africa in the fifth century AD. Augustine lived at the twilight of the Roman Empire. He himself had been trained with the best learning that Rome at that time had to offer. He himself actually came through the ranks and taught rhetoric in some of the best schools. And it was then after he had come of age that he converted to Christianity, but he wanted to continue the project of education, but this time for Christians. 
And so he had to confront the question, what does a Christian education look like when the unbelievers control the field, when they control the institutions, when the whole ap apparatus and curriculum of learning emerge from a pagan environment? And so Augustine wondered, what is it that Christians should jettison? What is it that Christians can embrace? What is it that Christians can adopt, but in modified form? These are the questions that Augustine confronted when he sought to educate Christians in an environment when unbelievers dominated the field. A century later, we see a man in the south of Italy named Cassiodorus who faced a very different educational landscape. He had to ask what did a Christian education look like in an environment where unbelievers had abandoned the project of education altogether, the ins infrastructure of learning had entirely eroded. If education was to proceed at all, it had to proceed on the foundation of Christianity. The Christians had to be the ones preserving education. What does a Christian education look like when Christians are the ones forming the institutions, when Christians are the ones organizing the curriculum? Well, these two seasons in the history of education, the season of Augustine, and the season of Cassiodorus, just 100 years apart, were very different moments in a crucial transformation that occurred in the history of the Western liberal arts. We're gonna be studying this story. We're going to be going back to the sources. We're going to go back to Augustine. We're gonna go back to Cassiodorus. We're gonna ask ourselves, which of their predicaments most resembles our own? Which can we learn from Augustine's period? What can we learn from Cassiodorus's period? As we confront these questions, we're gonna engage these sources, and we invite you to join us here at New St. Andrews College.